Let's talk to our Browns insider. His name is Daryl Ryder. He is brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hello, Daryl. How are you tonight? I'm a Buckeye honk, but they're not the number one team in the country. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Georgia tonight. It should be Georgia. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm the biggest Buckeye homer you'll find. It's the one team I can root for, and uh, I uh, the quarterback is the weak spot for them. Like, uh, defense good, you know, but uh, the quarterback, ooh, this offense has struggled a lot. So, I've never been really sold as Ohio State number one, but uh, they are a playoff team, and if they win out, they will be in the college football playoff. So, not a fan of the Honda McCord? <laughs> no, not really. It's not that I'm not a fan, just, you know, I'm just being realistic about, uh, you know, where they are. Hey, I'm a, they I was a Devin Brown guy, if you ask me, so. Okay. Well, like I said, I just uh, have ha- I have to be objective about it, right? I can't I can't be a complete homer shill. So, um, but yeah, I I don't know that Ohio State is on their way to winning a national title this year. But like I said, they went out. They'll be in the college football playoff, and uh, once you're in the tournament, anything can happen. Yeah, I just don't think it's that much of a slap in the face if the committee's like, "Hey, Georgia, here we go." <laughs> you know, it's just it's not it's not that big of a deal. It's okay, and and you'll ha- they'll have their opportunity. They'll get to play the you know. The cheating Jim Harbaugh's, and they'll get a chance. <laughs> Hopefully the Buckeyes changed all their signs. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, we can only hope, Daryl. We can only hope. Because <laughs> Dal- Dalvin Tomlinson said earlier this year uh, they didn't, and they were kind of helpless to to do anything about it. They suspected some some stuff was up. That uh, uh, So, you know, like I said, hopefully uh, Ryan Day has changed all the signs for the uh, the Michigan game. Daryl, I was kicking around the first hour with the audience here. Uh, if the Browns are real contenders. And, and I know I'm doing a show in Northeast Ohio. We just talked about being biased and, and all, all these other type of, you know, the homers and everything attached to it all. But I, I don't think there's – you can push homerism aside. I really do believe this Browns team, they're contenders, Daryl. Yeah, they are. Um, I mean, that, that win really serves notice that they are. But thing is, they, they, they got to keep winning here. They, they got to beat the Steelers because if they don't beat the Steelers, guess what? They're back to square one. So um, they, they've got to win this weekend. Uh, you beat Pittsburgh. Hope the Bengals beat the Ravens. That everyone needs to be. Uh, if big, you're a Browns fan right now, game. yeah. If if you're a Browns fan, you are now the biggest Cincinnati Bengal fan. And uh, well, you're always a hopefully a Baltimore Raven hater, but really a big Bengal fan this uh, on Thursday night because if Cincinnati beats Baltimore and Cleveland beats Pittsburgh, the Cleveland Browns for the first time since 2014 at this point in the season would hold sole possession of first place in the AFC North. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be very cool. Uh, I Listen, it, it's been an odd season because there's been so many uh, – <laughs> right? It's, there's, it's an odd football season That's in general. That's one way to put it. it well, there's, it's an odd NFL year in general. kind of reminds me of last year with the NBA where yeah. you looked up and you're like, oh, wait, it's the Heat and the Nuggets, the eight-seeded Heat and the Nuggets in the finals. How – how did we get here? And it all just happened so fast. You're like, yeah, Giannis, Giannis uh, got yeah. eliminated. All these other teams, the Sixers melted down. And you're like, well, wait. You look around. You're like, oh, the Bills are melting down before our eyes. Uh, the Bengals, first, you know, they had the injury to Joe Burrow, and and Jamar Chase is not accurate. You can't spot any team five games in the NFL the way he thought you could. And you're like, well, wait, right. all these teams, Jacksonville's not as good as we thought they might be. It's like it's yeah. a, it's a weird season. It it's why it feels like it's wide open. Um, I, you yes. know, it, it, that, that's just, uh, I, I guess that's why there's a sense of urgency this year, uh, in, in my view, uh, when it comes to the Browns, I, I just, I feel like there's an opportunity there. Um, 
You know, for as good as Kansas City is, I don't feel like they're invincible. Baltimore's certainly not invincible. Jacksonville's not invincible. The Dolphins, well, Dolphins are 0-3 against teams with winning records, so they certainly aren't invincible. I, I think the Steelers are the worst 6-3 and team I've ever seen. <laughs> um, you know, and, and... Well, 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 well. We did have the Titans and the Jets both start 6-3 and last year, <laughs> and they both finished with only seven wins, so I... They're bad, no, but they're not, no, no, they're no, not no, Jets no. and Titans bad. No, I'm, 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 I'm going to hate on the Steelers and say they're the worst 6-3 and three team I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they uh, – I, I, yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, – I just – I look at this AFC, and I just feel like that it is there for the taking. And uh, this, is a, this is an opportunity that does not come along very often. So that that's why I kind of hate to put more pressure on these guys, but when I look at this defense and uh, I look at uh, you know what their capabilities are offensively, I just feel like man, if they can come back and win this division. Um, I feel like they can make some noise uh, come January if they're healthy. Daryl, if you were doing radio in Pittsburgh. How would you explain what's going on there with the wins, even though they had the negative point differential, their quarterback still has baby hands and hasn't been anything. Matt Canada is one of the worst OCs the league has seen in a very long time. How do you explain what's going on there? I got three words for you. Say it with me. Smoke and mirrors. Oh, oh, I thought I was trying to figure out the last part of Mike Tomlin you were going to no. add. I was like, what's he going to say here? Okay. No. Smoke and mirrors. S- smoke and mirrors. That's how they're doing it. Smoke so, and mirrors. If the other shoe is going to drop, what makes us believe that this week is the week that it either does or doesn't happen? Because I think that the Browns remember week two. Yeah. Yeah. This would be the type of game you remember that one. And then not only do you beat them up, but then you 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 make a point of it. Like you're playing for college football bonus points. You make a point of it. Yeah. Well, and, and they let one get away in Pittsburgh. They should have won that game in Pittsburgh, even though Nick Chubb got hurt uh, in that game and was lost for the season. They should have won that game in Pittsburgh. They didn't. They let it get away. So uh, my gut tells me uh, the Browns are not going to allow a repeat performance. Plus, that stadium's going to be bananas on Sunday. I can't yeah. wait for one. I can't wait for Sunday at one. That place is going to be packed to the gills. I, Browns fan, not going to be selling their tickets, going to be hanging on to them. We're not going to see a lot of terrible towels waving in the crowd like we're used to seeing when Browns and Steelers play here in Cleveland, right? Uh, I mean, that place is going to be electric. So hopefully the Browns show up and give the folks a good show. Daryl, I was thinking about the fact that remember we spent so much time discussing in the years with Kevin Stefanski about the idea that he, he does the first 15 right. He's very good at scripting plays, and he always had the first 15. What's weird about him and Deshaun as of late is that it feels like it's not the first 15 that they excel in. It's almost like they like the, the, the first 15 are like a warm-up for Deshaun to get his feet wet and figure <laughs> things out. And then by the second half, he's awesome, which I can't tell if that means Stefanski's just gotten better at in-game adjustments and can handle that now in a way that he couldn't. Or I, I, what does that mean to you, that it's kind of flip-flopped, that identity that Stefanski once had? It's now almost like a Uno reverse card was played. Well, he's got a quarterback that in, can improvise. Right. Mm -hmm. I I think that's a big difference when you have a quarterback that can improvise. That's number one. Number two, um, I I just I don't think it's that Kevin was calling bad plays or just all of a sudden the the light bulb has gone off in Eureka. He knows how to call plays all of a sudden comes down to execution, Jonathan. And he's only as good as 
the you know what these guys are doing on the field. It doesn't matter what plays he calls, quite frankly. Um, you know, he can call a run play on on third and fifteen, right? But if Jerome Ford picks up sixteen yards, Gavin's a genius. It's a great play call. Caught the defense, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. off guard or whatever, right? Um, but uh, so I, I think that's what it comes down to. You got a quarterback that can improvise, and you know, better execution. Uh, uh, look at that uh, final drive. I mean, how many times did they shoot themselves in the foot on that final drive? Uh, and they dug themselves uh, out of the hole, and you know, you had the big, uh, you know, sixteen, seventeen yard completion to. Uh, to Amari Cooper over the middle to kind of get things going, all right, after that strip sack uh, fumble that Wyatt Teller was able to save the day on. Um, You had the Deshaun Watson 16-yard scramble. Then you had the Jerome Ford 12-yard run to push them into field goal range. Uh, So um, I just – I don't subscribe to this uh, philosophy that, uh, you know, things have changed for Kevin Stefanski. And I, I got news. I got some breaking news for the Kevin Stefanski hater club out there right now. Are you ready for it? Yeah, well, I, well they're, they've all fallen back into the bushes like Homer Simpson, so I don't know if they can hear you. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Brace yourself for this. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski is closer to a contract extension than he is getting fired. Yeah, can't say you're wrong. Can't say you're wrong. I think ultimately he's going to get the end of this year, and I think we all know that. And I think that's what was kind of up in play in recently, which you've been telling us and anyone around the building had been telling us he was getting the whole year regardless anyway. I just think for the fans' sake, I think it's been stamped down. Not that they could change that at all, but we're not going to have a Jimmy Haslam go rogue on any one-time moment. Well, with all due respect to the fans, they, they always fall back on the fire of the coach thing, and that has worked so well the previous 20-some years, right? Um I just, I, I think that Kevin's doing a really, really good job. Uh, the tenure hasn't been perfect, but when you look at some of the stuff he has had to deal with and the challenges he's had to deal with, um, you know, I, I'd like to know what kind of a coach he can be uh, or is when everything's going right, when he has a healthy quarterback for 17 games, uh, when he has a full complement of guys that are healthy and available for 17 games. I would love to know what kind of uh, head coach and play caller Kevin Stefanski is, but he has had to deal with one landmine after another since taking this job. And I realize, hey, that's part and parcel to the gig. I understand that. But I I think that he's done done pretty well navigating a lot of this stuff. The results haven't always been there, and I understand that. And, you know, I don't agree with – you know, every play call he makes, I still say three points is better than none and things like that. But I, I, I think Kevin is doing a pretty good job. And if he gets this team in the playoffs, uh, he, he's getting contract extension. So get ready for that. Darrell, we do have the college football playoff rankings. It is Georgia number one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, Florida State four, Washington five, and Oregon at number six with Bo Nix, who probably is the, probably is the leader in the clubhouse for Heisman right now. Is it wrong that I wish that these guys had a backbone and they would have dropped the Michigan out because they're cheaters? Nah, they weren't going to do that. I know, but, you know. Yeah. The, the, I'm the, a man of principle. <laughs> yeah, because uh, instead of beating Indiana 49 to nothing, maybe it was 42 to nothing. You know, right. I, I didn't play anybody that mattered. Hey, in the listen, they're right. I don't believe in coincidences, yeah. okay? Before the pandemic, all right, Michigan was getting the floor mopped with everybody. 
by everyone. All right? And then after the pandemic, all of a sudden, they uh, got Ohio State figured out, huh? huh? Yeah, really? Yeah. Really? Uh, really? I mean, uh, if you're John Harbaugh, are you like, hey, what happened in that Super Bowl? How do I make sure that wasn't on the up and up? <laughs> Brother, <laughs> screwing me over. Should be, a, yeah, but anyway. The new, the new fight song is, I saw the sign. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Harbaugh really wanted to do it, he should play into stuff like that. Instead of trying to be like this America's team guy, that's what he should do. He should just go full villain. Milk, steak, and all. He should just go full <laughs> villain on everybody. Absolutely. Embrace it. Uh, Nick Chubb posted on his Instagram today, and you know he tried playing into the Batman thing and all that, and that's all yeah. fun. People like that. Uh, but Jerome Ford, you, you mentioned him earlier. Jerome Ford's been fantastic. Last week, he averaged six yards a pop, and it wasn't one of those games where he had a 70-yarder, and then it seemed inflated. Yep. That was a genuine, honest six yards a pop, which Nick Chubb averaged 5.2 in his career. It's incredible what Jerome Ford has been doing. To the point where I wonder, do you think Nick Chubb will be with the Browns next year based off of the production that you see from someone like Jerome Ford at a much cheaper cost? I I have no idea, and I think that Andrew Barry is in a very difficult position there. Um, because if you cut Nick Chubb, it's going to be very, very unpopular, the fans. I'm not saying it's going to be Bernie Kosar unpopular, but it's it's going to be very unpopular. But they also need the $12 million in salary cap space. Uh, I have no idea uh, what kind of uh, you know con- uh, condition Nick Chubb is going to be in next year when he does return. Um, I'm confident he's going to return. I just – I don't know. That's the second time he's had to have that knee sewn back together, and I, I just – I don't know that he's going to be the same player. So there is a very ugly business aspect to this whole situation. Um, if there were multiple years left on the contract, Jonathan, I said, yeah, absolutely. He's back. No question about it, but it's the final year. There's a $12 million cap savings in there. Um, I, I have no idea what Andrew Barry is going to do, but this, uh, this is going to be a very difficult decision. It'll be, uh, unpopular if he, if they cut him, uh, but, uh, a business decision, but if they bring him back at that kind of money, um, not knowing what type of production they're going to get from him, that too is a risky move. So um, I, I wish I had an answer for you there, but I, I don't think that there's an easy answer I- I- either way. It's a tough one. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate your insight as always. Uh, we'll check you out with It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. and We'll check you out here back uh, tomorrow night at 9, as we always do. We'll get a little preview of the Steelers getting going there. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate you. You bet. All right, Daryl Ryder right there, brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store.